So it's here, um, uh, even though Zacharias was a was an honorable man and he was walking with the Lord, he still had a uh, a fear that fell upon him. But the angel said to him, "Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice." At his birth. Somebody say joy and gladness. See, listen, when you get answered prayer, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, that means when you don't see your prayers being answered, you you can almost get sick in your stomach. Or you're on hope for but 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 when you see your prayers gets answers and you and God's answering your prayers, there's joy that's connected with that. There's there's the joy that's connected to answered prayer. And this is really interesting because you can find keys when you read the Bible. Some people, and I say traditional Christians and traditional preachers, will read a commentary that somebody wrote on prayer and they will say, well, and and the Bible says, when you pray, believe that you receive it, you should have it. But there's another place that it says, when you pray, some commentators say, you got to keep praying over and over and over again Say if you're if you're asking for a specific thing, um, but um, here it said your prayer, not prayers. Just just want you to think about that. That God has heard your prayer about having a baby, not your prayers. So what am I saying here this morning? I'm saying sometimes what we need to do is we need to pray in faith and start believing that God's working on the situation. But if we pray and keep asking God the same thing over and over again, we didn't pray in faith the first time. And we start building up unbelief in our system. But when you pray, you believe, you pray and believe and thank God it's happening. And you keep praising and giving thanks to God until it manifests. Can I get an amen in the audience today? Amen. Praise God. So it says, so, so we see here that... Um, I said that God heard his prayer and God, listen, God is listening to your prayers, folks. Listen, if you're sincere, see, one of the biggest lies that the devil will try to play on you is that God doesn't listen to you. God cares about you. He cares about your life. He cares about, about even the smallest things in your life. And you can pray about the smallest things, even a parking spot at the mall. We got some amen people here. Amen. Now, now you, now, you, now you can be one of those, you know, activist enthusiasts that likes to park their car a thousand miles away from the mall so you can speed walk to the mall, and that's okay too. Amen. But you don't have to believe God for those parking spots. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it says here, and Zacharias said to the angel, "Now this is important: how we respond to the word of God, and how we respond to the." Uh, let me say again, how we respond to the word of God will affect how we receive from the uh, word of God. Can I say that again? How we respond to what the word is being preached to us, like today, you're sitting here in the audience. How you respond to what I'm saying, if you have good ground and you have a humble heart and you have a heart for truth, God's going to reveal truth to you and, and will help you get out of your issue and bring that promise into your life. But if, you, if you're not responding with a, with a, a heart of, of humility and we, you have a little pride there, then as they say in New York, forget about it. 
Forget about it. Amen. For all the New Yorkers out there. Some of you will catch my humor. Amen. And so Zachariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well advanced in years. In other words, God, you're just way too late. Have you ever felt like God was way too late? Have you ever felt like that God is always too late? That he's, you know, they say, you know, listen, listen, God's never too late. He's always on time. Because God knows everything. We see from one perspective, God sees from 360. And we don't know everything that's going on. Just like Daniel. He, he didn't understand why it took 21 days. And you know what? I believe 21 days was just a, was a time that, that the angel of God was able to break through the defenses of the enemy and get that answer to Daniel. But you know what? It could have went on for 50 days. It, but I believe that Daniel set his heart to know. And so really, it's not about the time. It's not about the 21 days. It's about, are you setting your heart to know? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Sometimes we get hung up on the 21 days. And I know we do that in the first year. We do 21 days. But are you setting your heart to know? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So you need to set your heart to know. And, and when he set his heart to know, no matter what the obstacles are, you're going to get your answer. See, I don't like this type of preaching well, that, that, where the preacher says, well, God sometimes says yes, and God sometimes says no, and God sometimes says maybe. Well, that's not what my Bible says. Amen. My Bible says God always says yes. Now, it may not be in the way you want him to say yes. It may not be in the way you want him to say yes. It may not be the way you think he should say yes. Are you here? Like I prayed for a building, a multi-million dollar building. And, I, and, you know, I was praying for my own building, and I got it right here. Multi-million dollar building. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I didn't have to deal with construction. I didn't have to deal with any kind of stress. I don't even have to clean the place. I don't even pay for electricity. Hallelujah! But I do want my own building. <laughs> And I'm waiting faithfully for the day that we have our own building. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting a building in 2018. Thank I'm you, prophesying Lord. it now. Thank you, Lord. You got to get sick and tired. Yes. I'm in sick and tired. Yes. And I'm done renting. Yes. So you got to get passionate. That's one of my keys. If you're going to see a miracle... See, the, the, the wise men were passionate. They, they you know, they're, the key to their miracle was seeking Jesus out. See, can I get out of my chair? Yes. <laughs> you see, man, now I'm going to go, man. <laughs> I thought the pastor was an old man sitting in that chair. I'm not an old man. My youth is renewed like the eagles. You see, these, these wise men, they sought out Jesus. They were willing to do whatever it took to get to Jesus. They pressed through months and months of travel to get to Jesus. They pressed through every obstacle to get to Jesus, but they got to Jesus. Amen. And sometimes you're going to have to get, you're going to have to seek the miracle to get the miracle. Amen. In other words, sometimes we got to get so passionate of what we don't have that we go after with, we go after that thing that we want to have. And if you lack passion in your walk with God, 
then forget about seeing the greatness of God in your lives. And we got to get passionate like the wise men. They got passionate about what they wanted from God. And they wanted to see Jesus. And God revealed truth through the scriptures. And these wise men sought Jesus out to, to worship him. And you know what? They realized, and you got to realize this, that you can't out-bless God. When you start blessing God, the blessings come back on you. These wise men knew that. They knew how can we bless God so we can position ourselves to see an overflow blessing on us. See, when you start blessing, you say, how do you bless God? Well, stick around, I'll let you know. Amen? How do you bless God? By serving him faithfully and obedient. Being obedient to him by worshiping him. Amen? By, by blessing other people. Amen. What, pastor? When you bless somebody else, you bless God. Thank you for that amen. amen. That's how you bless. What you've done to the least of these, Jesus said, you've done unto me. Hallelujah. In other words, when you start blessing people out of a heart of love, the blessings will come back on you a hundredfold return. Do you believe that today? And so we need to understand that, that, that one of the ways that the miracle comes in is through you seeking the miracle passionately. There's a lady in, in the Gospels, she had, a, she had an, what they called an issue of blood. She had a problem. She had a disease. Anybody suffering this morning with any disease? Anybody suffering this morning? Well, Jesus is the answer. And she heard about Jesus. She heard about him going around healing people. She heard about that. She was confined to her house as a Jewish woman. She was not supposed to mix with the people out in the streets because of her problem. She spent all that she had on medical science and grew worse. Sometimes the doctors can make it worse. Now, thank God for doctors. We're not against doctors. Doctors are, you know, they have their place. They're, 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 praise God for doctors because I'm telling you, a lot, there'll be a lot of dead Christians out here without doctors. Amen? We need, doc, we need doctors because, you know, if you don't have faith, go to a doctor. <laughs> if, you don't, if you can't believe God in the scriptures, you better get to the doctor. Amen? Now, now again, I mean, let me clarify this. You can have faith and still go to the doctor. Get the report and start believing God. Start believing God that he's a miracle worker, that he can change the situation. And this lady that had an issue of blood, she spent all that she had. She was flat. You know, what's, what's, what's bad? It, what's bad is being sick. What's even worse is being sick and broke. Amen. And she was broke and she was sick. And so, but she heard about Jesus, the Bible says, and she thought about it, Jesus, and she said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she had this persistent faith. She had this seeking faith. She was seeking the miracle. And she started pressing through the crowd in her weakened state, touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And you know what? Jesus turned around. The power of God came out of his, out of his clothes because the power of God can be resident in garments. And it came out and she was made whole that very day. Sometimes you've got to get passionate and seek God with all your heart and have a no-give-up attitude. Amen. Amen. 
There was a, one of my other favorite stories is blind Bartimaeus. You know, he heard about Jesus. He was blind and he saw, and, he, and Jesus was walking by and he started screaming out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. He was seeking the miracle. And people around him said, listen, you've been blind for so long. Man, I mean, it's a good trade you got. You got your blind coat on. You know, you, you, get, you get handouts all the time. You don't have to work. You can be on, you know, you can just get the handout. He didn't want that. You know, there's more for you. There's more for you. And you know what? He just kept saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. And some of Jesus' disciples said, be quiet. He doesn't want to hear from you. You're a nobody. No, God specializes in turning nobodies to somebodies. And so what did he do? No, he kept, he kept speaking louder. Jesus, how loud are you speaking to the circumstances in your lives? And he kept speaking, Jesus, have mercy. And Jesus, it got Jesus' attention. And Jesus said, bring him here. And he said, what do you want? He says, I want to see. And what, what he did was he dropped off his beggar coat, coat, which means he already had faith. He wasn't going to go back to begging anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And Jesus gave him his sight. He, he sought the miracle out. He had passion. He pressed through obstacles. And some of us have to get some passion. We got to get some what I call grit. Does anybody have any grit in here? Now, I'm not saying grits that you eat in the morning. You know what I'm talking about. We got to get grit. Look at your neighbor and say, get some grit. I'm not a grits man myself. But anyway, I'm, I'm an oatmeal man. But anyway, hallelujah. So we see here that, that, that that's one type of miracle, but there's another type of miracle, and, and, and it's what Zechariah fell in. You know, Zechariah fell in this miracle, Zacharias fell in this miracle, and I call it the serving miracle. What, what, let, me, let me explain this to you. The serving miracle is that you have been believing God, but you've been faithful in serving God, and at the appointed time, the miracle drops. It's, it's, it's the miracle that you're in church and you weren't expecting to be healed that day from whatever ailment. And, so, and, and, and some, something happens. You're worshiping God in the praise of the word. And all of a sudden, God just knocks your socks off and heals you. Bam. You, I, I call it, I, it it's, it's that sovereign miracle of God. He just drops the miracle down and you weren't even expecting, you weren't even seeking it that hard. You were just in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in the right way and the blessing drops. Some of us are missing our blessings because we're not in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. We're not, we're out of place. And when you get into place, that's when God can start working miracles in your lives. Some of us don't have a church home. And some of you are visitors. You're looking for a church home. You need to find the place that God's calling you to so you can walk in the open blessings of heaven. And when you find that place, stay there until you see the fullness of the promises of God. We have people that are here today, and I'm telling you, they've been attending this church for many years, and they've had blessings on top of blessings. They came in really in bad shape like that, but they were really bad off, like some of your visitors that might be today. Amen. You may look good on the outside, but working's... Got some things on the inside that you need cleaned up. Are you hearing what I say? And, uh, and so, but they came in, but God started restoring their lives. God is a restorer. Amen. He's looking to revolutionize your life. Yes. 
He wants to, he wants to show you off. And so, and so I call it the serving blessing. You know, there was a man that was, uh, that was in the scriptures. He had a withered hand. And he was, he was, in, he was in the synagogue. It, that was the church at that time. And Jesus was there. And it, it was on a Saturday. And, and the Pharisees were always watching Jesus because he was always upsetting the Pharisees. And I'll tell you, miracles upset religious people. Why does miracle? Because they just want to believe the miracles out of God, out of God's word. Jesus says, you, you know, to some of the Pharisees, you don't understand the power of God. No, no, there's power in the word of God. There's power in prayer. There's power in being faithful. Are you hearing me today, saints? And the man had a withered hand. And Jesus saw the Pharisees. They were going to watch him because they, they wanted to try to. They, they were seeing if he was going to work on the Sabbath. Work a miracle on a Sabbath. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, Hey guys, watch this. Son, stick out your hand. And then that man had a withered hand. He said, stretch it out. And he started stretching it out. All of a sudden that withered hand started stretching out. And started raising up to God. And then his other hand raised up. And he had a whole hand. Some of us here in this church today, we are we have a withered hand in some area of our life. In other words, there's an area in our life that's not working. But you're here today. And I want to say this to you today, that God can fix that area in your life that's not working. God can, can come down, reach into your world, and fix that thing that's not working. All because you just showed up. Just showing up. As I always say, you beat out 90% of the people. Just showing up. Just showing up. The miracles of God can drop into your lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we see that. And, and you know, this is the three uh, keys here uh, about, about um, Zacharias. Zacharias, he responded wrong. And when he responded wrong, the angel said to him, uh, you know, listen, because he responded wrong in unbelief. The angel really, a lot of people thought that the angel really smacked him down because he shut his mouth. Uh, you know, he said, you're not going to be able to speak until the baby's born. Right? And so we thought, well, he got rebuked by the angel and the, and the angel really had his way with him. But really what the angel did was protect him and protected the miracle. Amen. Let me explain why. Because our words can destroy the miracles that God has for us in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, our words that's not lining up with God's word, and if our words are lining up with circumstances, and if our words are, are words that are stout against God, or if our words are saying, oh, God doesn't ever hear me, nothing ever works out for me, I never see any miracles, my prayers are never answered, then guess what? Out of your mouth, so shall it be. And you need to start changing the way you speak about your relationship with God, your relationship with others, your relationship with yourself. You need to start speaking right things. For instance, maybe you're not that faithful to God. But every time I pray, I say to God, Lord, this is your faithful son speaking to you right now. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. And the more you say it, the more you become it. Amen. Somebody say a miracle is in your mouth. 
So there, there's, there, 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 you know, it, we see it as a rebuke, but I see it as a blessing. See, listen, listen. Are you ready? When the children of Israel, when, when they were going in to, to get the, uh, into the promised land, uh, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. How many people have been in the wilderness for 40 years? Well, don't raise your hand. But anyway, they were in the wilderness for 40 years, and, and, and Moses just passed away. The baton was given to Joshua. Joshua was now the, the man to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And so they had to conquer uh, Jericho, which was one of the strongest and fortified cities in, in that land. And it had big walls, and it was fortified. And what did God tell them to do? He, he told them, walk around and don't say a word. Think about that. He told them, walk around and don't say a word. For six days, they had to walk around the entire city, walled city, that was impregnable. It was impossible to get through. And they walked around without saying a word. Sometimes loose lips sink ships. And they walked around, as they walked around, believing that God was going to do the impossible, sometimes we need an angel to shut our mouths because we end up cursing our own selves. When the Israelites, the first generation, the reason why most of them died in the wilderness because they kept complaining, they kept talking about circumstances, and finally God got so tired of it because they didn't have any faith, God said, so whatever they say out of their mouths, so shall it be to them. In other words, your tongue is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm prophesying that we are going to have our own building next year. Yes, I love this place, don't get me wrong. But we're at 2018, it's going to be a shift for Exceed Life Church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I approve this message. Hallelujah. God supernaturally shut down Zach's mouth and that allowed him, to, that allowed God to be able to move in his life to produce the miracle. Amen? And this is the interesting thing. I want to say this because God's timing is always perfect. And, and, we, and if you study the Bible, you'll find out that John, what, uh, John the Baptist was the son of, of Zacharias and Elizabeth. And John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus. He was the mighty man in the wilderness. He was the one that baptized Jesus. And Jesus said he was one of the greatest prophets of all time. And he didn't even do a miracle. But he baptized Jesus, the Lord of glory. That's pretty good. He prepared the people's hearts for Jesus to preach the word of God. Amen. He was one of the mightiest prophets that was raised up. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, but he, had, he was a martyr for for his uh, belief in God. And we know this, you may not know this, but his head was cut off. You know, he was sent to prison and his head was cut off. But see, see, I really believe that God spared John's parents because they were old age when they had John. And so, you know, that, that, he, that God wa wanted to position them in a place where they would be spared of the grief of their son getting their head cut off. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So you think, oh, they missed the miracle. No, they, they were right on time for their miracle because God was looking after them and their hearts. And God is always looking after you and your hearts pertaining to the promises of God and when he delivers them. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? 
God is not, has not forgotten about you. God, man, you know, like I always say, your picture's in his wallet. My picture's on his mantle, but... Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we, so, so, so we have to understand that Simeon, I've got to close this down. I've got to close this down. Simeon is another story of the Christmas story. And Simeon uh, blesses Jesus and prophesies about uh, Jesus over Joseph and Mary. And this is interesting. I've got to close this down, but just, just hang with me a couple more minutes. In Luke 2, 25 and 30, it says this, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. Notice it talks about the man's character. Just like Zacharias and Elizabeth. He was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit... Amen. Was with him. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came to the he came in. He so he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms. And notice this. It says here he took Jesus up in his arms. Now, this is what was a traditional thing that the Jewish people did. They had the, the babies after eight, eight days, I believe on the eighth day, they had the baby um, uh, blessed by the priest. We do that here. We don't, water we don't sprinkle water on babies and baptize babies, but we, but we do have the parents dedicate the babies and we pray over a blessing over the babies. Amen. And so here it says here that when, when Simeon, uh, Simeon was there, he was raised up and he and, and he. He had Jesus in his arms, and, and it says here, it says saying he blessed Jesus or blessed the baby. It said, and he put him in his arms, and he blesses God, and he blesses God. Notice that? He blesses God. I don't think you caught that. Jesus is God in the flesh. God allowed a man to hold him. And, and this is what I'm saying to you today. We're looking, always looking for the blessings of God. But are we looking to bless God? Can a man bless God? A lot of people say, oh, no, no, man. God can't get any blessings from, from man. I beg to differ. When we serve God with a heart of love and we start serving others with a heart of love and we start giving like Jesus, it blesses God. When you come to church and you're coming to church to receive from God so you get more of God in your life, so you can spread the gospel of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're blessing God. When you worship God, when it's almost impossible to worship God because you're in the valley and everything about you and the circumstances says don't worship God and you lift up your hands and you give the sacrifices of praises in spite of it, your faith blesses God. You here today, you got faith and you push through, some of you push through some obstacles and it has blessed God this morning. Showing up blesses God. Worshiping God blesses God. Giving your tithes and offerings when you're not seeing the fullness of the blessing blesses God. And he blesses you back. God's just looking for a few people that will just believe him. He's just looking for a few people that will just stand up and be counted. He's just looking for somebody that would, be, would believe him in spite of what it looks like, in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the obstacles. I, man, listen, when Jesus comes back, he's coming back soon, saints. The, he's come back. It's bad out there in the world. 
Jesus is coming back soon. And when he comes back, the Bible says, will he find faith? Will he find those doing the right things when he comes back? He will find it in this church. He will find it in you. He will find it in me. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.